Welcome to God at Work, Stories of Grace and Faith. I'm your host, Chuck Groover. Stories. They inspire, encourage, and motivate. If you're willing to draw on the experience of others, you can actually learn important lessons from the stories of others. And the thing is, is everyone has a story to tell. And because of that, I actually feel that there's at least one person out there that can benefit from hearing that story. That's the purpose of this podcast, to share those stories of how God has been working both in and through individuals, as well as various Christian organizations. To start off, I figured, what better place than to share my own story? You see, I was raised in the church, though not a specific denomination. Growing up, I remember going to a United Methodist Church, Church of Christ, Christian Church Disciples of Christ, and even Southern Baptist. I was baptized in the spring of 91 when I was in fourth grade. But the thing is, is I lacked encountering the discipleship that was needed to understand what it fully meant to be a Christian, which is probably why I'm partly drawn to actually hearing the stories of how God has been working in people's lives, as well as also having a strong draw towards the concept of discipleship, spiritual growth, Christian spirituality, basically these things that I learned that were important to being a Christian as they're basically an expression of living out our faith, but it was never really taught to me after I initially became a Christian. And that didn't become really apparent until it was at a summer youth camp when I was in high school that I started to understand what the commitment to follow Christ meant. It's one of those things I can't really say that I fully understood at that time, but then I also don't think that we will ever really fully understand what it means to truly follow Christ until we actually see Christ face to face. And it's just the putting God first and following him is just something that I also will admit that I struggle with even up to today because I'm still wanting to do things on my own, my own way, in my timing, rather than trusting in God's power, God's time, or God's way. And this is really evidenced by my path to ministry. You see, when I, I originally went to college for a degree in computer science, because at that time, that's where most of the jobs were. I mean, when I was preparing to graduate high school, it was right in the middle of the dot-com craze, and computer science majors were pretty much graduating college, guaranteed jobs with great salaries. But it was shortly after I started college that the dot-com bubble burst. 
And when I was graduating college, I was going up against those with more experience looking for the same jobs because they were laid off from their previous jobs because of the dot-com bubble bursting. So I decided to try graduate school in computer science and learned that graduate school was not where I was meant to be as my grades were not good enough to really keep from being put on academic probation and I encountered issues with financial aid and in-state being the whole in-state out-of-state tuition issue so I ended dropping ended up dropping out of graduate school and the thing is is never once for my undergraduate or my stint then with graduate school did I even think of asking God if that was where he was wanting me but I was more asking God to help me go down that path. Well, fast forward a couple years, I ended up finally getting a job doing computer support for Florida's Department of Children's and Families. And eventually, while I had that job, I got to thinking, I have a computer science degree, I should really be doing computer programming. And a year later, I was working for Department of Law Enforcement as a computer programmer and ended up getting fired. Basically, I like to say that I went up against Murphy's Law and lost. Because while I could easily go and find out what went wrong with the program, I had a hard time actually getting the program into production without the issues, so just random things that I couldn't really think of happening would happen, causing the program to crash. And because of that, at the end of my one-year probationary period with Department of Law Enforcement, they let me go. Again, this was a result of asking God for what I thought I wanted and deserved, and not really asking for what God wanted me to have. <clears throat> Basically, I pretty much learned the hard way that it's not to ask what, for what you want, but more to ask for what God wants for you. Because sometimes, just to show you that that's not what he wants for you, God will sometimes give you what you ask for. He did that to me twice. Just to show me that that's not... Just to help show me that that's not where he wanted me. And it was eventually after that, when I realized that lesson, that it opened me to be more willing to ask where God was wanting me, which led to him finally calling me to ministry. And at the time when I was called to ministry, I was working as a in a call center doing tech support for Dell computers. And I had like an hour and a half commute each way to work. 
And it was just one day while I was driving to work, I just felt this, for some reason, it was like, why don't you, this kind of voice in me going, why don't you look into ministry? into ministry and at the time it was kind of college slash youth ministry that I kind of felt led towards. But the thing is, is up to that point there are times when I thought of going back to graduate school for computer science, going back to school for some other type of degree. So, but always in the past it was a couple weeks later, didn't quite have the same feeling as I had before. So I was like, okay, let me pray about this for about three months. And if I'm still feeling the same way after then, I would start look, I decided to start looking into ministry. And three months later, still felt the same way, started looking into going into ministry by looking into various seminaries just for training that I felt led needed I needed to have, which eventually led me to Liberty University's seminary, and it was one of those things, I would, Liberty University didn't really come on my radar until someone had pointed it out to me. Up until then, I was looking at a bunch of other seminaries where you could do like a third of it online. You had to do so many hours there on campus. But then when a friend had pointed out Liberty University, it was like the whole thing could be done online. So I didn't have to worry about trying to figure out how to do classes on in some other state on campus because the entire thing was on, the entire program was online. Well, and then that first semester is one way I really saw how God was just, the entire Liberty University experience just showed me how God was working in my life because I'm the type of person never liked writing and Liberty Seminary in general is nothing but papers, research papers, book critiques journal critiques and online you always have there's discussion board forums you have to do so a lot of writing and then on top of that Liberty University would take a general semester long course which is about 16 weeks and condense it down to eight weeks so it's a lot of writing and very fast paced but then, besides just the fact that I was able to keep up good grades with a lot of with that fast paced a lot of writing, I also saw God working through me even as early as the first semester when I had a class on personal evangelism. In the class, we had to go and talk or evangelize to so many people and write up our experiences with it. And I just felt led to talk to my brother because he's one of these people he had, as a young kid, he had kind of turned away from the church. And 
even as an adult, the only times we were even able to really get him to go were special occasions like weddings, Christmas, Easter. Actually, not even really Easter. It was just weddings and the Christmas Eve service. And I'd called him up to try and find out, one, why it was that he'd stopped really going to church. And the thing was, it was he couldn't really remember but the next words out of his mouth were pretty much, but I really need to get back going to church. I could just sense that the Holy Spirit was working on him. And it opened up a conversation to just allow me to send him a Bible, as well as the book Blue Like Jazz, because the author of that experienced a lot of what my brother experienced as an adult regarding church where he was looked at and because my brother had tattoos, long hair, smoked, a lot of the churches around where we lived would say, yeah, you could be saved or you could be a Christian if you didn't have the tattoos, if you would cut your hair, if you stopped smoking. And that really pushed him further away than he already was. But as I said, when I was talking with him, I could sense the Holy Spirit trying to draw him back to God. And that for Christmas, as I said, I sent him a Bible and the book Blue Like Jazz and just kind of forgot about it. And until about a year later, when he called me up just out of the blue, and the first thing I could tell was there was a change in him because... Up until that point, he had been unemployed for about three years. And usually when you talk to him, you could hear kind of the despair in his voice of being from being unemployed for so long. But when he called me up a year after I'd sent him the Bible, you could actually hear hope in his voice. And he was like, you know that Bible you sent me? I've been reading it, which opened up to another conversation of allowing me to start sending him CDs of the pastor's sermon at the church I was going to at the time because he wasn't able to really find a church to go to then. But it's just one of those things that a couple days later my mom's talking to me saying how proud she is that I was able to pretty much bring bring my brother back to the Lord. But the thing is, is in the back of my mind, actually more in the forefront of my mind even, was it wasn't anything I did. It was, I was more just a catalyst or a conduit for the Lord and the Holy Spirit to draw him back to God. And there's plenty of other stories like that. And as far as where God's leading me now, I'm as in regards to ministry, I'm not sure if he has me going to eventually go into youth or college ministry. I'm open to it. I'm just one thing I've learned is to just take each day 
step by step as to where God's leading me. And I mean, when I started out, I never thought I'd be working with men's ministry, with becoming God's man, or even doing things like this podcast, or surprisingly even getting up and speaking in front of people at the work at our conferences actually before I even felt the call to ministry because I am a big introvert don't like getting up in front of people talking so the call to ministry just had to have been a god thing and it's just interesting seeing how when I put everything into God's hands, even if I feel like I mess up on when I'm talking, when I'm doing a workshop for the conferences, when I'm teaching a Sunday school class at church, there are times when I'm not even sure of really what I'm saying and I just feel like I'm not doing all that great or I'm flubbing it and surprisingly, the pastors there, a lot of the more, I'd say, seasoned Christians will just give me words of encouragement on as to how I did. And I, I know it's all because of God pretty much giving me the strength, giving me the words to say to do stuff like that. So, I'm Chuck Groover, and that is God at Work. God at Work, Stories of Grace and Faith, is brought to you by Becoming God's Man Ministries, and is produced by me, Chuck Groover. Theme music for God at Work is provided by the band 39 Stripes. <laughs>